we are going to look at how to release financial prosperity into your life. Amen? So once you've shut down the doorway of lack and poverty over your life, you are now ready to open the doorway to the blessing to flow into your life. Amen? And that's what I want to talk to you about. And I'm going to home in on something which is very, very crucial. And that's called the power of giving. The power of giving to release financial blessing. You know, the principle for that is very simple. It is in giving that we receive. This, uh, this, the giving, the, the principle of, of giving has been ordained by God. This is not just something nice that we do. No, it is ordained of God. Luke chapter 6 verse 38 says this, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Not maybe, not perhaps. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Now, if I had that, I would be happy. But it doesn't stop there. Press down. For wow, if I can get good measure, press down, I'm a happy man. No? Shaken together and running over will men put into your bosom. Do you know how powerful that scripture is? I don't know what comes into your mind when, when you hear that scripture. But for me, I see uh, uh, a, a, a jar, you know, and you're trying to uh, put some things in there, like, for example, grain or rice or something, and you're filling the jar, but you want to put more, so what do you do? You give it a shake, and it settles the bits towards the bottom of the jar, so it makes room for more. And that is what this scripture is talking about. Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will men put into your bosom. This is a promise of God. But notice how it begins. Give. Jesus says, give. Don't hold back everything for yourself. Be generous. Have, develop a generous heart. You know, it's not always easy to do, especially if a spirit of poverty operates in your life you'll find it extremely difficult to become a giver. And yet, I can assure, I can assure you, there, there's a number of people that I know who are great givers. They, they, they are so generous in their giving. And God has blessed them so much. They, they don't know what to do with it. they got so much money, they don't know what to do with it. You can never outgive God. Never. Giving is a spiritual principle that opens the gateway for financial blessing. You've got to give. There is another scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, but he who sows abundantly will also reap abundantly. You know, we have to look for opportunities to give. Don't just give randomly, but look for opportunities to give. And be led by the Spirit in your giving plan. And as you walk in obedience to that principle, God will bless you abundantly. So to reap an abundant harvest, you need to sow an abundance of seed. You know, no farmer in the natural, we understand this. 
No farmer goes out there and throws two seeds in his, in his field and expect to receive 50 tons of whatever. No. In fact, to be quite honest, they will scatter the seed. They will put an abundance of seed in the soil and expect a rich harvest out of it. They'll water that seed. And we got to water the seed. We got to water the seed with faith. And then the crop will come. And just as the crop is sure to come, if you've done your homework as a farmer and you've scattered the seed and you've watered the seed, as sure as you know the harvest will come, the same principle applies in the spirit. And God says, so give. Get rid of the stuff that you desire the most. You know, most people in this world, they want a lot of money. You know, it's one of the greatest desires of everybody is to have enough money, more than enough. So it's very dear to our hearts. Whether we like it or not in the flesh, money is very dear to our hearts. But God says, give it away. And you say, but God. No, God says, no, but God, give it away. Because I want to bless you. Give shall be given to you. Now, watch what it says in 2 Corinthians 9, verses 10 and 11. 2 Corinthians 9, 10 and 11. It says, now, may he who supplies seed to the sower. You see, you think your money is yours. It's not. It's, it's what God has supplied to you. He's given you that. He who supplies seed to the sower. That means God expects you to sow that seed. And bread for food. He expects you to keep your bread for your food, for your consumption. May he supply and multiply the seed you have sown. You see, God is the supplier and he's the one who multiplies your seed. And increase the fruits of your righteousness. Wow. While you are enriched, watch this, verse 11. While you are enriched in everything, that means an abundant supply comes your way. Not just in finances, by the way. Giving is not just, doesn't open the door purely for financial blessing. It opens the door for blessings in all aspects of our lives. While you are enriching everything, every aspect, for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. This is, these scriptures that I've shared with you just now are powerful promises that come straight from the heart of God. God says, my ways aren't your ways. In the world, he says, keep for yourself. The more you keep, the richer you'll become. God says, no, my ways aren't your ways. I do things differently. Give with an open heart, and it shall be given back to you. Good measure, press down. God will do it. So, as you probably heard me say so many times, God multiplies the seed that we sow. And that you find in, in the scripture. He will multiply the seed that we sow. You see, multiplication creates exponential increase, not linear increase. Exponential. So in other words, the more you sow, the more you will receive, the more you sow, and the more you will receive it. It goes like this. It's not linear. It's not one line. It's, a, it's, it's exponential. 
one of the most uh, known scriptures in the Bible when it comes to this is, is found in the book of Malachi. Chapter 3, verses 10 to 12. It says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Not, his, not a piece, not a portion, all the tithes. If you're not a tither, I want to encourage you, become a tither from today. You'll see what God will do for you. Listen to the rest of his scripture. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven. Wow. Pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. God is making that promise to you. You know, a lot of people think tithing is giving something to your church. No. A tithe is a very, very specific thing. It's one-tenth of your increase. Do you know that every time you receive a salary, you've, you've increased financially? You say, but no, I've not increased because I've had all these, all these bills to pay. No, you have increased because imagine if you didn't receive a salary, what would happen to your bills? They would accumulate. Every time we receive something, we have increased. Something has grown. God says, see if I will not open for you the windows of heaven. Wow. Do you know how much blessing that is? Not only that, verse 11 says this. He says, if you do that, if you're faithful with your tithes, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. In other words, the locusts, the spiritual locusts, those demons that want to come and steal your blessing. God says, I'm going to rebuke them for your sakes. So that the devourer, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, said, says the Lord of hosts. This is a promise of God. The Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. But you know what? Sometimes, like in times where we're going through with a pandemic and difficult, people find it difficult, prices are going up, petrol's going up, all of these things, we have a tendency sometimes to hold back on our tithes. That's the worst thing you and I could do. God says he will look after us through famine if we are faithful to his word. And in his word he says bring all the tithes into the storehouse. By the way, you don't give your tithe out to anybody. It comes to your local church. That's your storehouse where you receive your spiritual food. So he says, not only is he going to open the windows of heaven and pour down this amazing blessing upon you, but he will rebuke the devil and all the demons that are trying to steal your blessing. And then it says, and all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land. What is God saying? He's saying your life will be such a testimony to my glory. But notice it begins, we bring all the tithes, give the fullness of what God asks you to give. Now, the level of giving that is required in order to release abundant prosperity in our lives requires faith. In other words, you can't just look and say, okay, I, I'm not going to have enough. I need to pay this, I need to pay that, and I look at my salary. No. You have to believe God's word, not your circumstances. Don't do your maths and say, well, I don't have enough to bless the work of God. We need to be able to trust the Lord at his word and take the required steps 
in our giving without fear of lack and without doubting. You know, the fear of lack is great among so many people. A fear of lack. It's very common. But we cannot allow the fear of lack. Why? Because our God, the Lord is my shepherd. I do not lack. He said so in his word. So I have no fear. I have no fear of lack. No fear of lack whatsoever. God makes a way where there seems to be no way. You know, sometimes our giving has to happen in times of famine. In other words, when we have little. This is a time sometimes to give and to sow as the Spirit of God leads you. There is a wonderful example that the Holy Spirit has placed in the Bible to illustrate this principle. It's a story of Elijah the prophet and the widow who had run out of everything due to famine in the land as a result of drought. And how God released a miraculous provision in her life as she sowed the little she had. I'm going to read this scripture to you. It's found in the book of 1 Kings chapter 17. Verses 7 to 16. You know, God has put these stories in the Bible to teach us principles of miraculous living, basically. 1 Kings 17, verses 7 to 16. It says, and it happened after a while that the brook dried up. You know, there was drought, there's no more water. Because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, arise. This is to Elijah, the prophet. Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. And guess who, who God chooses? He chooses a little widow who had nothing left. Nothing left. In the natural, she had nothing left. God says, I've chosen this woman <laughs> to provide for you. So Elijah arose and he went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of a city, indeed, there was a widow there gathering sticks. And he called to her and he says, please, bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. Now that alone would require a miracle because the Bible just told us there was no more water left in the land. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please also bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. Only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Wow. You can imagine that was bad. There was nothing left in the land. Famine had destroyed, drought had destroyed everything. And this poor little widow, she had a son, and she just had a little bit of flour left in a jar, a little bit of oil, and she was gathering sticks to prepare a final meal so that he, she and her son would eat and die. Wow, that's bad. So Elijah said to her, do not fear. You see, these are the words that come straight out of the heart of God. He says, do not fear. 
Fear is a terrible thing. It opens the door for the enemy. Do not fear that you're not going to have enough. Do not fear that your money is going to run out. Do not fear that you cannot pay your bills. Do not fear. Trust in the Lord. So Elijah said to her, do not fear. Now he was speaking the word of the Lord to her. Go and do as you have said. But make me. She, she just told him, I got nothing. He says, but make me a small cake from whatever you got left. That little bit. Make me a small cake. First, bring it to me. Afterwards, make some for yourself and your son. I'm sure this widow would have thought, this man of God, he's lost his marbles. I just told him I got nothing. He's saying, use a little bit you have. Make me a, a little cake. And then use the rest. What rest? What rest? For you and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel. The bin of flour shall not be used up. You know when you get a prophetic word like this, it changes your life. The bin of flour shall not be used up. Nor shall the jar of oil run dry. Until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. Wow. Little widow... I must say she was very obedient. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. What did they eat? Stones? Dust? Sticks? No. God did the miracle. That's what happened. He multiplied whatever she had. And there it says in verse 16, the bin of flour was not used up. No matter how much she took, it just kept replenishing. Nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord which he spoke by Elijah. What is the Lord telling you today? I see some of you watching this. You, you are, you've got anxiety, fear for your future. What is the Lord telling you today? What is the word of the Lord? Well, I can tell you the word of the Lord is the very word that Elijah told this widow. Do not fear. Do not fear. Just trust in me. This is the word of the Lord for you. You see, as we continue faithfully honoring God with our giving plan, we'll begin to break the cycle of poverty that has been operating upon our lives and release the abundant financial provision of God. We've got to learn. I, I can tell you I'm preaching this word, but it took me years to become a giver. I'm still not happy with the way I give because I came out of a solid, very tough poverty mentality because both of my parents were poor. And so that poverty mentality, I learned, I learned it from them. To break that is very difficult. But you know what? You've got to trust the word of the Lord. We've got to get out of that cycle. You see, breaking the cycle of poverty is not a physical thing. It's actually a spiritual thing. Because poverty, at the end of the day, is a spiritual principality and power. Poverty is a spiritual stronghold. And it has to be dealt with in the spiritual realm. Using the principles of God's word. So you and I as children of God, 
We've been empowered to destroy the works of the devil in our lives. We need to use that power and anointing to destroy the power of poverty and release wealth upon our lives. It starts with you and I. Amen. And you can begin today to take a stand against poverty on your generational line by doing these things that we've just spoken about today. You can begin right now. Then teach your children to step into what God has promised in his word so that they don't give place to that same spirit in their lives. Always remember the words from Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. It says, it is he who gives you power to create wealth. You see, creating wealth comes from an anointing, an enablement from the Lord. And we need to pursue that anointing and get hungry for it. God wants us to live in wealth so that we can establish his covenant. That's the covenant he made with Abraham. Deuteronomy 8.18 says this, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to create wealth, that he may establish his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. God gave Abraham an amazing promise for his future. And the Bible says now, as believers in Christ, we are Abraham's generation, generations, his descendants. It's not just the Jewish people. Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14 says this, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, and for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. That's you and I. It's not just the Jewish people. In Christ Jesus, that we might receive a promise of the Spirit through faith. You see, the blessing of Abraham includes both natural wealth as well as spiritual wealth. And God will release wealth into your hands because he has covenanted to bless you and I through Abraham. Because we are his children. Amen. Now, as I'm going to bring this to a close, so far I've addressed more of a spiritual side in terms of dealing with a spirit of poverty and releasing prosperity. But what I have not addressed is some of the practical side, such as the principles of diligence. So there is also a practical side to this. These are godly principles. Principles of diligence, hard work, creative ideas for business, patient accumulation of wealth, all of these things are, are godly principles that God has put in the Bible so that we can be blessed financially. I'm just going to end by reading a couple of scriptures for you. On diligence, Proverbs 13 verse 4, it says, The soul of a lazy man desires but has nothing, but the soul of a diligent shall be made rich. How's that? Promise of God. If you're diligent, you've got to be diligent. Amen. What about hard work? Proverbs 10 verse 4. He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of a, of, of a diligent makes rich. Hard work. There's another scripture, Proverbs 13, 11, that says, but he who gathers by hard work will increase. 
on creative ideas. Deuteronomy 8.18, the scripture we read earlier on. That you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. It is he. He'll give you creative ideas to build wealth into your life. On patience. Some people want to be rich immediately. It doesn't work like this. Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Patience. Be patient. I want to encourage you to make time to meditate on these scriptures and get them into your heart. Then activate them by applying them in your life. These are principles of prosperity that God has given us in his word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. If we obey his word, there's only one way we go, and that is a journey of blessing. I want to encourage you. If you're battling with poverty and lack, this series, three Sundays in a row, we taught on this subject. Just go and watch them again. They are there on our website, on our YouTube channel. And get back into those teachings and begin to live them out in your life. Amen. Praise the Lord.